Well, good evening, everybody. Praise the Lord. What a glorious time in the presence of the Lord. As I was going to sleep last night, I was meditating on the Word of God, and uh, three words came up in my spirit. And I immediately knew that this is exactly what I should be speaking on on tonight. And the word that came up is this, I will say, I will say. Now, we can go a thousand different uh, directions with that, but I believe that the direction that the Lord would have us go tonight is just take a look at Psalms 91, just for a moment, in Psalms 91, and I believe it's verses 1 through 3. It says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now notice verse 2. He said, I will say of the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. We can stop right there. Let's keep that up there. I will say. And this is what I had in my spirit. There are things that you and I can say. There are things that you and I can release our faith for when we say it of the Lord. And so I want to camp on one or two specific ones tonight. First of all, I will say of the Lord, you are my refuge. You are my fortress. You are my God in him I will trust. And the thing that came into me today was, I will say of the Lord that you are my keeper. You are my keeper. And of course, that's found in Psalms 121 in verse 5, where it says, The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. Oh, glory to God. Let's say it together tonight. The Lord is my keeper. I will say of the Lord that you are my keeper. Now, I looked that word keeper up in several different translations. And basically, the word keeper there means this. You are my protector. You are my guard. And you are my preserver. Amen. You are my protector. We must stand on our covenant for protection. God has provided protection because the Lord is our keeper. He is our guard and he is our preserver. In Psalm 91, verse 10 and 11, it says this, There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. Why? Because he has given his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. Now, I like how the Amplified Version says it. It says this, There shall no evil befall you, nor any plague or calamity come near your tent. Of course, many are familiar with the plague, the COVID plague. We will say of the Lord, He's our keeper. He is our protector from COVID-19. He is our keeper. 
He is our protector from civil unrest. He is our keeper. He is our protector. The one may come, though the enemy may come against us one way, he will have to flee before us seven ways because the Lord is keeping you. The Lord is keeping me. The Lord is keeping this nation. He's keeping this church and he's keeping his people. Can you say amen? He will give his angels in verse 11 in the Amplified. He will give his angels especial charge over you. I like this, to accompany you and to defend you and to preserve you in all of your ways of obedience and service. The requirement on our part is to simply obey. The requirement on our part is to simply believe and say of the Lord, He is my keeper glory to god and so he's given his angels special charge over his special people another definition of the word keeper he is our guard i think about psalm 34 in verse 7 and this is a good partner scripture to go along with psalms 91 psalms 34 verse 7 says the angel of the Lord. He encamps around about those that fear him. He gives his special angels over special people and they surround us, glory to God, because we reverence him. And now notice with me, he's not only encamped around about you, but he delivers you. I said he delivers you. Thank God for the ministry of angels. I wouldn't be speaking to you tonight if it wasn't for the Lord giving his angels charge over me as a young man. Many of you wouldn't be even watching tonight if the Lord hadn't guarded you, if the Lord hadn't protected you, if the Lord hadn't preserved you. Hallelujah! You wouldn't be here tonight. Some of you wouldn't even be breathing anymore. But thank God you are here. Thank God you are breathing. Thank God you've been kept. You've been preserved. You've been guarded because the Lord is good to you and he is your keeper. I will say of the Lord, you are my keeper. You're my guard. You're my protector. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know, thank God for security systems and and thank God for all the things that we can do in the natural realm to make sure that we are secure in our way. But oh, thank God for the angels of the Lord that are encamping around about you and keeping you and your family every day. Amen. See, this is being covenant-minded. I think sometimes we need to change our focus especially in this day and in this hour that we're going through right now there's too much focus on the election there's too much focus on the inauguration there's too much focus on all these things that are around us and those things require prayer without a doubt i'm not saying this but what i am telling you is this 
it's easy to lose focus and keep our eye on those things when our focus should be on things above. When our focus should be on praying for rain in the time of the latter rain. When our focus should be on an outpouring of glory. Our focus should be on harvest and people coming into the kingdom of God. I believe the Lord gave me this thought the other day. Many people have become too conspiracy minded and have lost their focus on being covenant minded covenant-minded. Folks, we've got a covenant with Almighty God. He's still on the throne. Jesus at the right hand of the Father. And you've been raised up together with Him and made to sit together with Him in heavenly places. Can you shout amen? Can you say the Lord is our keeper? Woo! Glory to God. The Democratic Party is not my keeper. The Republican Party is not my keeper. The Lord, if the Lord be on your side, if the Lord be for you, who can be against you? Amen. Thank God for all those things. Thank God for this party and that party. But I think that it's very possible to become so political minded that we leave behind being biblically minded. And I think it's important, my brothers and sisters, that we take heed to this message and that we hear what the Spirit of God is saying. You do not want to let what's going around you to drain you. This is not a time to be drained. This is a time to be built up. This is a time to mount up with wings as eagles. Can I hear an amen out there in the Bay Area? <laughs> Say with me, the Lord, He is our keeper. We're surrounded. We are surrounded. You know, the enemies of Israel came against them hard and heavy. And it was one day that the servant of the prophet of God, he rose up early and he went forth and he looked and he saw all around the city them being compassed about with enemy forces, <coughs> horses and chariots. And the master came to the prophet of God and said, My master, what shall we do? What shall we do? How shall we do? And the prophet said in Second Kings chapter 6, verse 16, And he answered, Fear not. We are not to fear what's taking place. We are not to back down and cower down in fear. We are not to have our knees knocking. We are to face our future with faith and confidence. And he said, fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. In verse 17, <clears throat> let's read it together. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the young man's eyes and he saw. Now, what did he say? See, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire around Elisha. <laughs> They're surrounded. They were surrounded with protection 
He is our guard. He is our keeper. He is the one who's brought you this far. He is the one that has the ability to take all of us all the way to the finish line. I don't know when Jesus is coming back, but I'm expecting him to come back soon and very soon. I'm going to keep my eyes on him. And I'm looking forward to the day where he splits the eastern sky and he comes back for the glorious church. Amen. But until then, I'm going to run my race. We're going to run our race. All the while knowing that whatever we face, the Lord is our keeper. The Lord is our preserver. The Lord is our guard. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23, it says this, And the very God of peace, He will sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. How about that, guys? How about being kept intact down on the inside? How about being kept intact and kept whole physically and being strong enough to run this race and being healthy enough to finish our course? And how about this? How about being kept intact mentally? Kept intact to where we're sharp and we're bright and we're quick. How about that? The memory of the just is blessed. I don't know whether we have the amplified version of that ready or not. But notice this with me. May the God of peace, pray this with me. May the God of peace himself sanctify me through and through. Separate me, Lord, from profane profane things. Help me to be pure and wholly consecrated to you. And may my whole spirit, soul and body, be preserved sound and complete. And may I be found blameless at the coming of my Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. He's your guard. He's your keeper. I will say of the Lord, I'm going to get my will involved in this. I'm going to stir myself up in this. I'm not just going to say this by rote, but I will on the inside of me. I'll stir myself up and I will say of the Lord, He is our keeper. Amen? Now, I don't have a real long word tonight, but I do have a word, I believe, that we can feed upon and that we can think upon and really that we can act upon all week long. I believe the Lord gave me there are two important things that we can do to position ourselves for His keeping power. His keeping power. The first one that I want to look at is found in Psalms 55. And in verse 22, it says, Cast your burden upon the Lord, and He will do what? That's another way of saying, He will keep you. But what opens the door for Him to sustain you and to sustain me is I must cast my care 
and my burden over on the Lord. Can you see that? The rest of the verse says, He will never permit the righteous to be moved. So I says, well, you know, Lord, you know, just carry half my burden. You know, uh-uh. He wants you to cast all of your burden on Him. The Amplified says this, cast your burden on the Lord. Now notice this, releasing the weight of it. The weight of it. There are too many Christians that are weighed down. What does the Bible tell us to do with weights? The Bible tells us to lay aside the weights in Hebrews 12. And in Psalms 55 here, it tells us to cast our weight, which is a burden, over on the Lord, releasing the weight of it. Releasing is the opposite of holding on to it. And the more that we talk about it, the more that we rehearse it, and the more that we give ourselves over to these cares, the heavier we will get. But oh, I believe you and I, we want to be sustained. He will never cause the consistently righteous to be moved, made to slip, fall, or fail. Now, if we walk by faith and not by sight, we're going to make it. A lot of people say, well, boy, I tell you what, ministry must be a heavy load. You must be, how can you, how can you, how can you do this in this season? I tell you how I can do it. I can do it because I'm carefree. I'm carefree. I roll my care over on the Lord when cares present themselves to me and they do to you regularly, sometimes daily. But we can just release the weight of it over on the Lord. And in releasing the weight of it, we can receive a peace that is really beyond comprehension. A peace that the Bible says that passes our understanding. Amen? So the CEB, and we don't have that here tonight, which is the common English Bible, it says this, cast your care on the Lord and He will support you. He will support you. Amen? Is He able to support us? He's done a really good job up to this point, hasn't he? He's going to take us all the way, folks. He's not going to ever leave us. He's not going to ever leave us without support. Now notice this. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will support you. God will never let the righteous be shaken. Hallelujah. So put your cares on him. He'll be your support. Turn your worries over to the Lord and he will keep you. I'm counting on him to do it. I'm counting on him to keep me. How about you? I'm 70 years old now. I'm not as young as I was back in 1982 when we came here. My hair is not as dark as it was back there in 82. I look at old pictures of of myself and I said, was that me? I, you know, I mean, wow. Yeah, you change the older you get. But just because you get older doesn't mean you need to get weaker. 
just because you get older does not mean that you need to uh, bend and give up and just say, oh man, I've, I've had enough. No, I believe God wants to satisfy all of us with long life. Living long and living strong <laughs> through His sustaining power, through His keeping power. Say it with me. I will say of the Lord, you are my keeper. That word sustain means to keep, to nourish, to feed, to provide, to guide, to hold, and of course, sustain. And then lastly, here's the second way that we can position ourselves for his keeping power. And that is simple. Simply release your faith in his keeping power. I will say. How many of you know there's authority in faith-filled words? The Bible calls it the spirit of faith. And the spirit of faith is demonstrated by what we speak and it comes by what we believe in our heart. Oh, there is power in faith-filled words. Proverbs 18.21 says it this way. It says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 12.18 says... Um, that our words can bring health and can bring healing to our entire being. Your words are important. Jesus said that you can have what you say if you believe it in your heart. That's what he said in Mark eleven twenty three. Proverbs 6, 2 says that you are snared with the words of your mouth. Job said, how forcible are right words. Another verse in the Bible says, where the word of a king is, there is power. Somebody says, a king? Well, the Bible says, you're a king and a priest unto God. And when your words are in alignment with the king's words, power is released. God has given us the ability to become speaking spirits, to speak forth his word in faith, and when it is spoken, creative power is released. And when that creative power is released, the king himself watches over the words that you and I speak to bring them to pass. He says, I will perform the promises that I've given you if you will simply believe them, speak them, and act on them. Oh, thank God. There is power released in faith-filled words. In 2 Corinthians 4.13, I believe it says this. We having the same spirit of faith. Say it with me, I have. I have the spirit of faith. And he goes on to say, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. What you believe, speak. We also believe, and therefore we speak. So we must activate our faith in order for Him to keep us, to sustain us, to guard us, and to protect us. And the way that we release our faith is with faith-filled words. 
And I want to look at 1 Peter chapter 1. And we're going to close with this tonight. In 1 Peter chapter 1, in verse 1, it says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Oh, that's a good verse right there. Now notice in verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope, or as one translation says, unto a living hope. And this is connected by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Because Jesus is alive, you and I have a living hope. Because Jesus is alive, we have a blessed hope. Amen? Now notice here in verse 4, this all kind of flows together. To an inheritance. We have an inheritance. Incorruptible. That means that this inheritance that we have been given, it's incapable of being destroyed. This inheritance is indestructible. It's incorruptible. And undefiled, defiled, and it doesn't fade away. Aren't you glad? How many of you know that a portion of our inheritance is for here and now? But there's also a great portion of our inheritance reserved in heaven for us. Amen? Thank God for that glorious inheritance. Thank God for that day when our Jesus we shall see. Amen? Now notice this. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fades not away reserved in heaven for you. Now notice, here's the verse that I want you to see. We're talking about the Lord is our keeper. He is our sustainer. I will say of the Lord, you are my keeper. Now notice this in verse 5. Who are kept, there it is, who are sustained, who are guarded, who are protected. By what? By what? By the power of God. In other words, there's keeping power in the power of God. But notice it says, through faith. Through faith. God keeps us. God sustains us by His power. But we position ourselves for that keeping power through the faith that He's given us. And that's why I will say of the Lord. Every day, I will say of the Lord, you are my keeper. Notice this. We are kept by the power of God. Can anyone testify in the house tonight or in your home tonight that you've seen the power of God keep you before? 
You've seen the power of God show up in your body. You've seen the power of God show up in your pantry. You've seen the power of God show up in your car. You've seen His power keep you. Well, glory to God. That's because He's upholding all things by the word of His power. Amen? So we are kept by the power of God by releasing our faith. Now notice what it brings. It brings us unto salvation. In other words, it brings us unto continuing a continuous flow of salvation, a continuous flow of deliverance, a continuous flow of preservation, a continuous flow of provision. Glory to God. A continuous flow of protection. We're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Can you shout amen? amen. Now notice in verse 6, I might as well read right, right on through verse 9. We've got a few more minutes. Notice this in verse 6. Because of this, because the power of God's keeping you, because you're releasing your faith, because you have a glorious inheritance, because of this, you can greatly rejoice. You can greatly rejoice. We can greatly rejoice. Now, I've rejoiced before, but I've also greatly rejoiced. Now, this is something to greatly rejoice about. Because we're saying of the Lord, He's our keeper. Wherein you greatly rejoice. And I know if you were all here tonight, you'd be running the aisles. You'd be shouting the victory. But you can do that right in your own home right now. Come on, folks. Let's greatly rejoice. Woo! Glory to God. Greatly shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. He's kept you. He sustained you. He's going to keep you. You are going to make it. Amen. Wherein you greatly rejoice. Though now for a season. Every season has an expiration date. Come on, somebody. What we have faced, what we have been through, we are going to make it through. It is a season and its expiration date is just around the corner. Though now for a season, if need be, some of you have been in heaviness through manifold temptations, one after the other. Now verse 7, that the trial of your faith and our faith has been tried, all of us. But it says, being much more precious. He's given us exceeding great and precious promises. When we take the precious promises and we meditate on them, the Bible says that it's more precious than gold that perishes. Woo! Now, I think an ounce of gold right now, if you were to look it up, I'm not sure, 
I think an ounce of gold right now is about $1,700. Okay? But hey, gold perishes. Your faith will never perish. Come on, somebody. Your faith will never perish. We are faith children of a faith God. When we get to heaven, we're still going to live by faith. Amen. It'll be a little easier. (laughs) That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, may it be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. How we conduct ourselves in this season can be very pleasing to God. We can please God with our faith, though it's been difficult, though it's been tough. We can say, Lord, we may not understand it all, but one thing for sure, my trust, my confidence, And my hope is in you and in you only. I put my confidence in you. In all of my ways, I acknowledge you. You know what? That's God-pleasing faith that will never perish like what we see around us. Hallelujah. Now notice this in verse 8. Did you wear your shouting clothes tonight? I know some of you got your PJs on and I would be doing the same thing if I was you right now. But in verse 8, it says this. Whom having not seen, do we love him? Do we love him? And whom having not seen, and though we see him not, yet believing, here's what we do. We rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. We rejoice tonight with joy unspeakable. We invite your glory. We invite your presence to fill our hearts, to fill our homes. We rejoice with joy unspeakable. Fill us up, Lord, with your glory. Fill us up with your presence. And in verse 9 says, we will receive the end of our faith, even the full deliverance of our souls. Amen. (laughs) Glory to God. So I will say of the Lord, you are my keeper. Hallelujah. You can have what you believe and you can have what you say. He's watching over you and he never slumbers and he never sleeps. Praise God. Amen. Well, I hope you got something out of this tonight. This could turn into a, a mini series. I don't know, you know if it will or not, but you just think about it for a minute. I will say of the Lord, he is my shepherd. It's a sermon right there. I will say of the Lord, He is my healer. I will say of the Lord, glory to God, He is my strength. Amen. 
He is, that's right. Come on up here and shout on that, honey. I just heard from Mrs. Thomas right there. She said, I will say of the Lord, he is my provider. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. (laughs) Well, praise God. I've done it again. I've preached myself happy. I hope you got something out of it tonight. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm telling you, that's powerful. I will say of the Lord, he is my provider. And you know what else? I will say of the Lord, he is my provider strength. Yes. You're reading all those scriptures there in First Peter, and there's so much connected with joy. And that part there where it talks about, you know, that we're going to rejoice even though yeah. we're in manifold temptations. Yeah. Well, that word manifold means many, many, yeah. many. And I heard a minister years ago, I, this, it stuck with me. He was talking about when you find yourself in many temptations right. and trials at the same time, he said, you need to rejoice in many different ways and many different expressions Uh and he said you ought to have a a joy scale you know that you ought to have the trials (laughs) on a scale oh well this is a one this is a two this is a three you know and go on down with the trials rate the trials but in comparison have a joy scale and so when the thing comes and it's like a ten on the scale of tests and trials, well, then you ought to rejoice like a 10. Have a 10 rejoicing. Ha, 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 Uh ha. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. What does James tell us to do, sweetheart? In in, I believe it's James chapter 1, right around verse 2 or somewhere in there. He said, count it all all joy. joy. When you fall into different temptations, tests and trials Mm -hmm. now the reason why we can count it all joy is because we've got faith in the power of god yes we know something we do we know something (laughs) knowing this that the testing of our faith it works endurance glory to god and the end of our faith we're going to receive it hallelujah what we are believing for so i just i just really felt that so strong too that so many of us, because things have come and the manifold temptations, right. and it is a trick of the enemy to drain us of our joy. But get mm-hmm. that joy scale out and start looking at that thing and say, okay, you might look big, but I'm going to rejoice bigger. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise and the, the joy of the Lord's going to carry me through Glory this. Glory to God. Amen. So let's raise our hand. We're going yes, to sing you, Lord. something here Hallelujah. in a moment. Praise God. We're going to sing something here thank in a moment. Thank you, Jesus. But let's just all declare this together. Hallelujah. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. And I receive. And I receive. The word that I've heard tonight. The word that I've heard tonight. I give action. I give action. Through my words. Through my words. I declare. Uh, I declare. I say of the Lord. I say of the Lord. You are my keeper. You are my keeper. You are my preserver. You are my preserver. You are my protector. You are my protector. You are my great joy giver. You are my great joy giver. I will say of the Lord. I will say of the Lord that you are my light. You are my light. You are my strength. You are my strength. And the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord is strengthening me now. Is strengthening me now. Glory Hallelujah. to God. Hallelujah. Pastor you, Tom, Lord. can we sing something? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. 